You're listening to Recovery Survey, the podcast that shatters stigmas around different types of addictions and takes a deep dive into spiritual principles. So there's this unified field of energy that surrounds us and it's a part of us and it connects to us and it gives our life its meaning, you know, it gives our body energy, it gives our emotions the energy to move through us. My guest today is named James Ballou. He's a spiritual mentor and master energy healer. He helps people activate self-healing powers to deal with emotional scars and store trauma. Welcome to the show, James. Well, hello there. My name is James Ballou. I'm a spiritual teacher and master energy healer. And I'm just really excited to be here today to to have this conversation. Absolutely, man. So glad to have you on the show. Yeah, it's it's an honor to be here and to to be talking about what really needs to be talked about, you know. I'm just so so honored to be on a podcast like this. Well, we're glad to have you on, man. Can you tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do? Uh, an energy healer. What is that? I mean, whoa, what kind of what kind of deal is that? So an energy healer is someone who, to break it down sort of easily, deals with the human energy field. Just to give a little example here, quantum physics talks about that there is something called the unified field of energy. So we're energy. Science talks about this. This isn't just a spiritual topic. There's some scientific evidence here. So there's this unified field of energy that surrounds us. And it's a part of us, and it connects to us, and it gives our life its meaning. You know, it gives our body energy, it gives our emotions the energy to move through us. And an energy healer like myself is trained to tune into this unified field of energy and change how people interact with it. So when we're sick, Physically, just give an example. Our energy field is in a state of disharmony with this sea of energy that's surrounding us. You know, maybe the energy isn't flowing in a correct place or the energy is blocked on a certain level. So, as an energy healer, it's my job to uh, clear, align, and charge people's connection to this unified field of energy that surrounds us. So that's sort of how how I would uh, describe it in a basic term. And so from that perspective, how does the energy healing correlate with recovery? Yeah, so just on a personal level, most people, they get to spirituality through recovery. You know, that's usually how the steps go leading you uh, into the fourth dimension of existence, it even talks about. My journey was the opposite. It was through spiritual pursuits, like energy healing, that I realized the importance of recovery. You know, when we experience something traumatic, emotionally, or mentally, or physically, we suppress that experience, and it exists inside of our energy field. And so what do we do is we 
go to drugs or alcohol or sex or eating or shopping to try to cover up this traumatic experience from from resurfacing you know we we lock it away inside a closet hoping that that it would disappear and energy healing is is an alternative medicine so it doesn't fill in the place of a of a doctor nor does it fill in the place of a psychiatrist it's an additive it's an alternative way to go about uh healing through energy healing you address the negative stored emotions and how i like to explain this is emotion is energy in motion so when we experience uh an emotion and we can't fully let it go whether that's shame or fear or anger or resentment or bitterness that emotion gets stuck and then we try to find a way to either escape it or suppress it and that's where addiction comes in and that's where recovery becomes a part of it because through energy healing you can release these negative stored emotions and experiences which are not necessarily causing the addiction and blocking you from recovery but are intertwined with it you know part of my journey was through energy healing i uncovered how uh in my case it was physical emotional and sexual abuse in childhood played a part of me going to alcohol and marijuana to to run away from that feeling of shame and fear and anger and by dressing it with energy healing which is very gentle you know it deals on a somatic level on an on a cellular level it it releases these stored uh, negative experiences from your cells so that is uh how energy healing can can be an alternative you know I want everyone on on your team. You know, I want a doctor, I want you to have a sponsor, I want you to have hey, a therapist, a psychiatrist, and an energy healer because there are things that your doctor will see that your energy healer won't and there's things your energy healer will, will see that your doctor won't. So that's how it's sort of all intertwined here. I guess in my mind I kind of thought this was like in place of those other things, but that makes so much more sense that it's all that's like a team effort with all these different aspects to help us in our recovery. So what does it look like when you're performing these energy healings? Like walk me through what that looks like and what that process is. Yeah. So during a typical uh energy healing session, I always tell my clients the sky is the limit. Who knows what will happen? I can't force anything to happen. Just like how a doctor can't heal a broken bone, a doctor simply creates the environment in which the body mends the bone back together. So as an energy healer, I don't heal people. I create an environment of energy in which they can naturally heal themselves. I use breathing techniques and meditation and I've crafted a uh an acronym called OMG open merge and grow. So as an energy healer I open myself up to this sea of energy. You can call it the universe, you could call it god if that work 
word works for you. I open myself up to the idea that something miraculous can happen. And through my consciousness, I go into an altered state. That's like being uh, hypnotized or being in a meditative state. I'm in an altered state naturally. You know, we do it every night we go to bed. So I go into this altered state and then I'm able to connect to someone else's energy field which exists probably from your body to about three feet outside your body. It exists around you in this big bubble. And I'll start to feel things. I'll start to sense things in my own body. You know, I use my body as an instrument to feel other people. We all do this. It's part of being a human. So then I have to tactfully, and that's key, I have to tactfully bring the person's awareness to what I'm sensing. So maybe I sense within my client, uh, I'll give an example, uh, sexual abuse, which I'm really good at sensing because of my personal past. So I have to find a way to help them release that experience from their energy field. There I merge with them. Me and that client become one energy being. We have two, you know, two different bodies. But the energy is the same. We share the experience here. And then through some ancient shamanic techniques that I've learned from studying, I help clear them of this negative stored trauma that uh, was sent to them. And they might cry. They might shake. They might leave their body. That's also common. They might fall asleep. Uh, they might start laughing. You know, once the dark stuff, quote unquote dark, once the dark stuff's removed, the light comes in and it, it removes that negative experience with a new positive emotion and a new perception of themselves. So that is essentially how I do what I do is I open, merge with someone, and then I can help them grow, grow out of that, that state that they're in. It's really amazing. It's really interesting. Yeah, that definitely sounds very interesting. I can imagine that that would be very emotional. And I'm sure that also takes a toll on you going and connecting with these people and revisiting or reliving those past traumas and, and experiences, man, that's got to be, it's got to be really heavy. It is, but I know it might sound scary or heavy, but it's actually my job to bring in the light, to bring in uh, positivity, to bring in healing. And to bring in, you know, after every session I have with someone, I create a little plan with them, a little plan of, of, of where they can go or what, what more they can do. And it's actually energizing, believe it or not. So as soon as I get done with one client, I have more energy for the next client for my day. The energy comes through me for them. So it fills me on the way to them. It's really amazing. So it's energizing. Rather than it taking away energy from me, we both get filled up. It's a win-win kind of situation. So are the majority of the people that you work with, are they people that are in recovery or do you work with a broad range of different clients? Oh yeah, it's all broad. Uh, from physical physical issues, uh, all the way up to um, spiritual issues that are going on. So I deal with a whole variety. And usually the clients that come to me, it's when 
modern science has failed them. I'll give an example here. I had a client who had uh, epilepsy. So she would have random seizures. As, uh, the doctor said, well, there's nothing wrong with, with your nervous system. We really don't know what's causing you to have these seizures. Um, and I tracked it back to um, physical abuse in childhood that she had forgotten about. And after three sessions of energy healing, she hasn't had a single seizure in probably over a year now. Wow. So I've had that kind of miraculous healing happen to myself and with people with addiction. You know, I had a, a client who came to me who, after a single session, she put down, a, I think it was marijuana, if I recall. Yeah, she just put it down and never went back to it. It just left her cells. Her psyche didn't need it anymore because that trauma she was trying to hide from was gone. It was just taken right out of her field, out of her consciousness, and uh, filled with a new belief that she was loved in, in her case. So I deal with a whole variety of people. That's amazing, man, that, that after one session that you were able to get her to that place where she didn't feel the need to get high to get past those feelings and you were able to uncover that past trauma and, and work through that with her, man. That's That's amazing. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I it's like I'm a the fair godmother. I show up, I fully invest myself. You know, each session's probably 60 minutes. I fully invest myself and my spirit into that person and say, "What do they really need?" And there's often times where I'll just sense it. I don't know, you could call it a spiritual supernatural. It's just part of what I do. I just sense things about people. And, you know, there's been many times where I've sensed alcoholism, and I could just sense it, uh, not only in them, but in their DNA. And through also energy healing, you can clear not just people's emotions or bodies, but their very DNA. Their very DNA. I know that sounds otherworldly, and it is but you can, which was my case, actually. Both of my parents are recovering alcoholics. It was in my DNA from both sides of my family to be inclined to be an addict. And through energy healing, same sort of thing. I, would, uh, I started probably drinking when I was around 15, smoking when I was around 15. You know, I was still sort of running, running from myself. And then I was opened into this world of energy healing, and all of a sudden it just it just stopped. I went to some meetings, and suddenly just it was as if it magically vanished out of my life. And I, I really trace it back to that there was a genetic disposition that was removed. So how did you get into the spirit healing, and, and what does that journey look like? Do you go to classes? Do you have like a mentor, guru type figure? Like what, what does that look like? <laughs> because of my childhood experiences, I was sort of set out on a spiritual path when I was around 14 years old. I started uh, studying different religions. You know, I was looking for a spiritual answer. And so I went and studied uh, Buddhism. There was a Buddhist temple, you know, just a few miles away from where I lived. I would go there. I would study around with them. The internet was my best friend. 
There I was able to find books and resources and teachers. So I have studied with teachers of all different faiths. You know, I've studied uh, with a Catholic exorcist. I've studied uh, shamanic healing of the Toltec tradition. I studied with a modern day energy healer. I had no intention of being an energy healer. I was just so in pain that I was looking for an answer. And I found it through my spiritual practice. That's why I said my journey sort of backwards here. Most people find spirituality through recovery. But my path was backwards. I found recovery through my spiritual practice. It was really eye-opening. So there is training involved. And now I train people to be energy healers. So I've taken all that I've learned from my almost a, a decade, almost a decade's year of studying. You know, I'd go to school and then I'd go and study spiritual things when I wasn't out partying. So I was living this double life, this triple life, actually, of being a student in high school, being an addict, and then also trying to advance myself spiritually, trying to heal. I mean, I can only speak from personal experience, but I feel like when I was using, it was very difficult for me to put any kind of energy into any spirituality at all because I was so consumed with using and, and that whole mindset. So that's interesting that you were kind of juggling both of those things at the same time. Yeah, well, because I was desperate. And that's a, that's a typical uh, aspect of being an addict is desperation. Just being so desperate to not feel pain is usually the case, is what I've discovered. So I was just so desperate. I'm like, if anything works. So meditation really worked for me. It would work, and then it didn't work. And then it would work, and then it didn't work. And then, you know, when it wasn't working, I'd go and smoke or go to a party with my friends and black out. So I was jumping back and forth, sort of one foot in, one foot out. Until eventually, as the universe does, it, I hit bottom barrel, bottom of the barrel, and I had to make a choice. Which path am I going to choose? I feel free to say that I chose the right choice of addressing my real issue of why are you drinking? Why are you smoking? Let's really deal with this big issue. While I was still studying all this spiritual stuff, I hadn't integrated it yet. It was just theory. And then it was just like this big epiphany, you know, where the clouds part and the light shines down kind of moment. And it was as if those temptations, those uh, cravings, those yearnings were just released out of my cells. While at the hands of I was personally getting energy healing done to me. So I had had healing occur from an energy healer which allowed me to really step into my role as an energy healer. That to me sounds like a spiritual awakening. Oh yeah, 100%. 100%, yeah. I've had a few of those uh, along my journey where it's like I, I have all these ideas and all these thoughts in my head and I've heard all these things from different people and then for whatever reason it something just clicks and all of a sudden it makes sense. You're like, man. <laughs> Yep. Boom. There it is. Yeah. Well, the Buddhists call it Kensho. Oh, no, no. They call it Satori. Kensho is uh, learning through pain. Satori is a sudden moment of enlightenment. And it is. It's a spiritual awakening. It's just when like 
everything makes sense. Your body knows it, your mind knows it, and your soul knows it. There's just this complete alignment that happens. So energy healing was my way to recovery. I had no intention, you know. I thought, well, everyone was doing it. What's so bad about me doing it? You know, I had known spiritual people that that would drink, and but they weren't an addict like I was. They didn't have the intense intenseness that I had. So through addressing my own energy, my own stored trauma that I was working on getting rid of through meditation and journaling and spiritual things, I had never even thought that somehow alcohol and marijuana were somehow suppressing all the work I was doing. And then so I stopped. I started to, like I said, go to meetings. I had this big bottom of the barrel moment, realized, okay, yeah, this is bigger than I thought. This is more uh, destructive than I thought. Then I sort of uh, moved on to a path of recovery, on a path of sobriety. I just call it of being clean, clean physically, emotionally, and spiritually, you know, being fully open. And my energy healings got better. I got more aligned and I could help more people get aligned now that I had this gunk out of my energy field, which it does. Alcohol, well, it's proven it deteriorates your brain. It sort of dissolves it over time. Two years of sobriety up come February here for me. That deterioration is is now reversing itself. And meditation does that. Meditation enhances your brain. So I've reversed it. That lingering depression that I would always feel is gone. You know, there's been some big emotional, mental changes besides just recovery, but recovery, uh, I can attribute energy healing to being a major part of it because it made it almost like an oxymoron not to. And it made it easier for me to address the the desires and the cravings and the dependence as it showed up. In energy healing, there's this thing called cording, and that's where we connect to uh, an energy that's probably not good for us. So so constantly uncording myself from uh, the negative emotions that were part of alcohol, the the less my body uh, wanted it the less my psyche wanted it. You know, I was finding better outlets, healthier outlets to let out anger and stress and fear rather than suppressing it and, you know, destroying my body in the middle of it. Yeah, it's interesting that perspective shift that we get in recovery. You know, when I started using, I didn't go in thinking like, man, I I really want to get addicted to this or man, this is really going to tear up my body. It was like, man, I just need to escape from these feelings and yeah, the feelings of inadequacy and loneliness and not feeling like I fit in. But then, you know, I get clean and I get this perspective change. And I'm like, man, I was doing so much damage to my body physically spiritually emotionally like there's all these things that my drug use was affecting and i didn't see it when i was in the middle of it but then when i'm removed from it i start seeing how it's affecting so many areas of my life and how negative it really was yeah and what an eye-opener 
And of course, we never see it in the middle of it. That's the same sort of process over here with me. It was always in the back of my head that hmm, maybe I shouldn't have shots tonight or maybe I shouldn't. But I didn't listen to it, of course. You know, I was still pretty insecure, definitely still full of uh, shame that somehow I'm unlovable. And then once I started to, you know, address the real root, the symptoms started to slowly leave. Yeah, and it does. It really does. It it destroys your energy field. It's It leaves these giant holes which let other people invade your who you are. It pretty much brings down your shield. You know, we all have sort of a shield that surrounds us that has a little bit of a buffer between us and the environment. Alcohol sort of destroys that shield, so you become even more prone to emotions, to being less in control, which causes you to, you know, use more or drink more or whatever your vice is, which then destroys your energy field even more, which makes you more sensitive and more inclined to be out of control emotionally. And it creates this big, vicious cycle of deterioration and then trying to restore it using the same thing that's deteriorating you. So energy healing puts a big halt to that process. Like I said, it's in no way is uh, should be uh, um, used instead of a doctor. You know, I'm all about having multiple people on your side. It takes a village. Healing takes a village. An energy healer uh, might just be the answer. That's been the case with thousands of people all over the world that I've worked with. Or all of a sudden just... You know, they try therapy, they've tried, they've tried, they've tried, and it just never worked. And then energy healing just sort of changes it, shifts it, and they're never the same again in in the most positive way. Well, to kind of touch on something that, that you mentioned, yeah, towards the end, like I realized, I started to see that it my using wasn't positive, and like I knew that I shouldn't be doing it, like you were talking about, like, I know I shouldn't be going out and doing shots and stuff, but I think for a lot of us, there's a fear of that unknown. Like, this is the only way that I know how to do this. This is the only way I know how to cope with this. And I'm afraid to try something different, you know? So I just continue in that same rut of using in that self-medication. And it can be really difficult for us to get out of that and try something different. Yeah. You know, getting comfortable. I I 100% agree with that. It becomes, like you said, what we know. You know, all I know is, is alcohol. All I know is, and it's there. Alcohol doesn't judge me. Alcohol is not going to tell me I'm, you know, I'm unlovable. It's sort of uh, the wolf in sheep's clothing. You think it's going to comfort you, but it's actually enabling you to stay where you are suffering yeah that's a great point that's a great point you brought up of we get stuck our self identifies with oh well this is who i am or you know this is my routine or we lie to ourselves we uh, we go into denial you know we say oh it's only glass and then 15 years go by and a glass a day that's going to add up 
And most people, they don't think of that. They don't think of how what they're doing now will affect them in the future. And each emotion sits in a different place in your body. So I've also found that the certain emotions that we're trying not to feel, that we're stuck on, will show up as different addictions. So fear and grief will show up as usually some sort of smoking addiction. The suppression of your self-esteem or your self-worth will destroy your liver, which will attract alcohol to be your addiction. Denying your your voice, your self-expression, your true authentic feelings and beliefs about the world will show up as some sort of, uh, how would I describe that? As like a, a something that you would either like inject or some sort of something that would really affect your blood levels, even though a lot of it does. So I've broken it down into almost like a little chart of how our emotions that we can't process, there's a pathway of common probability. Now it's not 100%, everyone's different. Everyone's uh, substance abuse is going to be different, but I've gotten pretty good at being able to track down what exactly is the root emotion causing you to be out of alignment. Yeah, what I found is anger, suppression of anger is very common within people who struggle with alcohol, as I did. You know, I struggled with anger and my self esteem and my sense of purpose, and alcohol just sort of filled that and made me confident. Meanwhile, I was really just uh, hiding my emotions from myself and keeping my soul, you know, locked away, keeping my connection to the divine hidden. It's like uh, from an energetic perspective, there's like all this static surrounding your head. Uh, I see this with people who smoke marijuana a lot, actually. There's this big static above their head and it causes you to be confused and disconnected from. Uh, your true state. So that can be cleared as well, you know, not even just the emotion, but the actual energetic effects from drugs can be cleared. Even chemo, you can help clear out the negative parts of, of drugs in someone's energy field. It's there. Everything is inside this big bubble you're sitting in. Your thoughts, your emotions, your experiences. Even the, the substances you use, it's all in this big field. And it could be addressed and removed anywhere in the world. You know, I work with people all over the world and I don't have to be in the same room with them to do energy healing, to help them get better, to help them recover. Energy is everywhere. Intention is everywhere. Some people think it's new age, but it's actually quite old. It's quite ancient. It's quiet. It's been here since the beginning of, of humanity. It was, you know, our first uh, healing practice as a species was presence, uh, was energy. I could talk about it forever, about how energy healing and recovery go hand in hand, because I sort of say, like, energy healing doesn't do the work for you. In the same breath, it sort of does. You're doing the work to release these stored emotions and these stored experiences while you're receiving an energy healing. And you're just sort of laying there. You're just laying there. You'll feel warm and fuzzy and love. 
and emotions will rise and then they'll just disappear. And then you have more strength and more more awareness to get you through whatever you're going through physically. So there is some work on the client's part to consciously choose a better life and to consciously move forward. But emotionally, mentally, and energetically, that's shifted. And I've had hundreds of people message me with testimonies about how, you know, my physical issue is still here. I'm working through it, but I've never felt the sense of motivation to, to live a better life, James. I've never felt this kind of relief. I've never that pain in my throat is just gone. That that heart sinking feeling is just gone. And it feels great. It feels fabulous to have this positive energy flowing through you. With that positive energy there, you can have more presence, power, and purpose on living a clean, a clean life. You have more energy. It's literally as if the universe is supporting you. And you'll feel it. You'll literally feel like the universe is, is supporting you in, in your endeavor towards healing. So it's really mystical, but it's really empowering to be free, to be free uh, spiritually, which in my opinion is, is the ultimate goal. You know, if you're spiritually free, recovery uh, will be one of the fruits will be one of the spiritual fruits. So energy healing is like a, a, a top-down effect. That's help you spiritually, and then everything else will align itself as long as you actively choose to live a better life. And that's where sponsors and 12-step programs and groups, that's where all of that comes into play. Because that's just as important. But the energy shifted. It'll never be the same. You'll feel brighter. You'll feel better. There's just so many benefits. That's awesome, man. It is. And anyone can be an energy healer. This is something that some people uh, don't fully understand. I'm not special. I'm not. I'm just an average, average guy. I really am. We are all comprised of energy. This is, once again, scientifically proven. You know, there's a sea of energy surrounding us. Our eyes can't see it, but it's there. So being that we're all comprised of energy, it just takes training and patience. And you can be an energy healer. That's what I spend most of my time doing now, is training people into becoming energy healers. So they can go out and help other people. And, you know, whether that's their family members or clients or whoever so anyone can be an energy healer it's part of being human it really is there is something supernatural but it's also just super natural it's really natural for us humans would you mind telling the listeners how they can connect with you if they're interested in maybe your services or they just want to learn more about energy healing or where can they find you at all right yeah i'd love that so I have a website, 21stCenturyMystic.squaresite.com. You could find me on Instagram at 21CenturyMystic. You could email me at readingswithjames at gmail.com. Email me, reach out to me on my website, DM me, whatever, whatever works for you. And if 
any of what I've talked about sparked something within you, take that as a sign. Take that as a sign that that your higher self or spirit or the universe or God, they have something in store for you that I might be able to bring in for you. Yeah, if you're interested in, in having a personal session or becoming an energy healer yourself, feel free to to connect with me. I'd love I'd love to connect. I really appreciate you being on today and, and sharing about your energy healing and, and the benefits that that can bring to our recovery and, and really any area of our life uh, where we might be struggling. I, I, I really appreciate it, man. Well, yeah, it's been been such an honor to spend spend these time with you and and share the wonders of my recovery of how, you know, from addict to energy healer, you know, the sky is the limit. That's what I always say. So your life begins at, at sobriety. It really does. James, thank you so much for being on the show today and telling us about your energy healing. I would encourage you guys to follow him on social media for updates. The links for those will be in the show notes. You've been listening to Recovery Survey. If you got anything out of today's episode, I'd ask you to please leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us at recoverysurvey.com. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website as well as connect with us on social media where you can get previews for upcoming episodes. Hey guys, I wanted to let you know about an exciting new partnership with Broken Chains Apparel. They're a custom online shirt retailer that designs cool shirts for people in recovery. They want you to be proud of your recovery and wear it boldly. They're offering our listeners a 20% discount. All you have to do is use the promo code recovery at checkout. Go grab your shirts today at brokenchainsapparel.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram at brokenchainsapparel.